Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we shout our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. It's me, the magnanimous Jeff. <laughs> I'm Louisa Heron. Oh, I got confused. I thought you were going to say mononymous, and you didn't. Nope. I like the magnanimous Jeff, though. It sounds like you have magnet powers. Oh, I do. Yep. <laughs> um, Is there a comic series called The Magnanimous Magneto? Because if not, they're really missing out. Oh, boy. Are those um, the same route in that they attract things? Probably. I don't know. I feel like we're wrong on this. I have no idea. Do you know Do you know that the phrase animal magnetism was originally invented to talk about hypnosis? Whoa. I feel like I've heard that before, yeah. Um, Mesmer, mm-hmm. when, when he first started doing hypnosis shows, called his power animal magnetism, which is so good. He was really into horny hypnosis, wasn't he? It, well, yes. <laughs> is there any other kind? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I was going to say there's the kind where you um, make someone think they're a chicken, but that's definitely horny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just. I'm just saying every <laughs> every hypnotist in the movies has those horny eyebrows, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hold on, is there, a, is there a word that means chicken but sounds enough like bimbo that we can replace it in bimboification? <laughs> oh, this is a this is a long walk. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, Louisa said bimboification, so yeah. I don't think uh, we can get there with chickens. Magnanimous means great soul in Latin. Magnus and animus. Damn. No, that's good. Magnus is the root word of um, magnets. Uh, magnetism as well. Yeah. Yeah, oh. but it's not oh. it's not as closely related as I wanted. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I. It's disappointing. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I think, the general theme of the show, actually. Everything's disappointing. <laughs> uh, is it too late to change the name of this show? N- no, we are. We changed it after a hundred episodes. Like, we can it's do whatever true. we want. It's true. It would really confuse the shit out of people, though. That's fine. Keep doing it. <clears throat> anyway. Oh, God, everyone's so quiet. <laughs> you said anyway, I'm like, I'm going to be real yeah. quiet so you can continue yep. on with what you're going to say. You didn't say anything! Matt, what well, did you I've... do in this uh, week that kept you from going fully insane and becoming the Joker? Uh, well, that's the twist. I did become the Joker. No. <gasps> oh, no. Now you're I just. It turns out I just rubbed a paintbrush on my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You told Robert De Niro to introduce you as Joker, but he didn't? I mean... I don't think I would want Robert De Niro to introduce me at all, to be honest. Wow, is yeah, this like... That's fair. Is your anti-Robert De Niro sentiment coming out now? I've I've definitely spoken yeah. about it before, but I think Robert De Niro is one of the worst actors in film. <laughs> We've gone on record in this opinion. That's yes. so interesting. He's so untalented. I feel like there was a... There is a... Let's call them uh, Italian boomer actors <laughs> group of people who got famous doing mob movies after The Godfather was such a big hit hit success, and they can only do that thing, and they are somehow, like, have, it, on a technicality, gotten into the, like, uh, uh, pantheon of excellent actors, even though they can't do any acting at all. They just play the person they are. There were several very good movies specifically about the Italian-American experience, and because those mm. movies were so good, and they only had to play exactly themselves, I think that's how they got successful. Yeah, yeah that's probably it, yeah. I think he's someone that's hard to cast, which is why a lot of his old man career consisted of him being in um, very bad comedies. <laughs> Yeah. Where the bit was, hey, he's this uh, friggin' goomba, and he's interacting with normal people. Yeah. 
but you know, I mean, I haven't seen The Godfather Part Two, but people really like it. I have seen Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, and I think he's good in those, but he is just playing like, hey, yo, I'm walking here. Yeah, and the only reason, I mean, I do think Taxi Driver is a good movie, even though I find it very off-putting, but that's the point. It's so, supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, the reason that he that Taxi Driver works and he is good at doing it is because the character is so tremendously unlikable. Maybe the most unlikable act character in film, <laughs> and, like... That's just who he plays in everything. <laughs> He's so horrible. And then you're like, well, I'm glad I don't have to see him being this guy anymore. And then you watch fucking even like, um, Dick what's that? Analyze this or whatever. Oh. And you're like, oh, he's still doing it. He's still doing that yeah. terrible character 150 years later. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I was looking to see, like, uh, some De Niro movies, and I clicked on the Wikipedia article for Travis Bickle, and I just want to read you this little snippet here, because it's insane. Okay, I have not seen the movie, Taxi Okay. Uh, first, Rob- there's a picture over on the right in a little block, like the bio block. Travis Bickle, Robert De Niro as Travis Bickle and Taxi Driver. First appearance, Taxi Driver, 1976. Last appearance, Before Watchmen, 2012. Before in like one of those cartoons at the beginning where like, <laughs> yeah. Bugs Bunny and Mary Travis Bickle presents yeah. Yeah. Uh, no in, in 2012 was when DC started finally exploiting the fact that they own Watchmen and all the characters and they made like uh, 30 issues of prequels to it that everyone hated and I oh, guess man. Travis Bickle is in the Rorschach series does DC own Travis Bickle? Oh, did they no. own Taxi Driver? <sighs> <sighs> They might, yeah. I mean, Warner Brothers might. I don't think there's any chance DC does. But like Warner DC owns DC is owned by the same company, right? But that's very different. Was Travis Bickle in Space Jam Two? <laughs> uh, not that I noticed, okay. but there's a lot going on. I mean, Louisa, you say, "Oh God!" But they do have the Murderer Joker in it, yeah, <laughs> and, and the, the Droogs, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and all of uh, the Mad Max people. <laughs> That's fine. Mad Max is a g- great movie for kids. They talked about that movie at length on My Brother, My Brother and Me this week, and they did also point out that the character Alexis Rose from Schitt's Creek also appears for some Whoa, reason. Weird. I don't remember that, but I believe it. <laughs> They didn't I didn't talk about they mentioned the fact that Wiley e. Coyote is in the Mad Max universe, which is pretty crazy. They don't mention that he's had his mouth sewn shut. Oh no! <laughs> what? Why? He doesn't use it. Yeah. He only uses I it in the Ralph the, the Sheepdog cartoons. Yep. I guess that's the joke. Um anyway. Mad Max Fury Road would be a movie that I think I would be perfectly okay with showing to like a ten year old. Why? Which Uh, (laughs) ten-year-old? Because it's, like, just cool car stunts, and there's not really... Like, there are, uh, the... the, There are people doing drugs to death. Sure. The the violence and sex is all, like, implied and off-screen, and the drug is so cartoonish that it's, like, barely indistinguishable from when there's, like, a super drug in a Batman cartoon. Because little kids never huff spray paint. What are you saying? (laughs) 
It's fine. Uh, plus, also, there's a storyline about a very young man who is dying of cancer, and he's like accepted that he's not going to live past twenty one or whatever. That's it's pretty true, but then up. he turns into Beast from the X Men. <laughs> mm. Oh, but then he turns back for mm, some reason. True. Yep, it's a curse. Apparently, it's ne- it's never clear. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is what I did this week. Uh, I have been playing the new hit indie video game that everyone is talking about, Death's Door. Have you guys started playing Death's Door yet? No, no I, but I've I heard about it. Do not own it. It's a, like, Zelda-style game, right? It is, I would say it is, if, it is the closest that we have gotten to a roguelike Zelda game. Okay. Weird. Uh, aesthetically, it's very Miyazaki-inspired. I think that's fair to say. I mean, I don't actually know the thoughts of the people who made the game, but, like, all of the main villains are very, uh, sort of spirited away style. Are they Black Slime? Characters. His favorite villain? Uh, there is, there is a, a place called the Witch's Lab where all of the monsters are, like, Black Slime, but with cute eyes. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm seeing here there's a big round-faced old lady, a giant yep. frog, uh, yep. some kind of tree monster. Yeah, these are all very mm, uh, okay. Spirited Away-esque. Yep. So th- the game is you play as a crow, uh, and in this universe all crows are, like, usher souls from the living world to the world of the dead. Oh, it takes place in our real universe? That's cool. Yep, exactly. Uh, and you... <laughs> <laughs> like the world ends in here. You're in a shadow Shibuya. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, and you play a crow, uh, and you're sent out to collect a soul, and then another crow, a much larger and older crow, snatches the soul out from under you as you are just catcher- capturing your very first one. So you get in trouble, and they say, you have to go get that soul back. And it leads you down this whole path of, uh, you have to find a group of people who have figured out how to cheat death, uh, in in various ways. This is exactly the plot of Grim Fandango. Um, it's not. Anything where you play a Grim Reaper kind of has the (laughs) same story, Louisa. But literally everything Matt said... (laughs) Could also apply to Grim Fandango. That's just not true. Manny Caliera is not a Grim Reaper. He is a private detective in the Land of the Dead, and he finds out that the uh, organized crime family in the Land of the Dead has been using seeds to bring skeletons back to life, which is their equivalent of killing people. No, get her. Friggin' get her. Get her. No, related to what I'm saying. Starts off because Mercedes Calamar was very good, but she doesn't have a ticket on the train to heaven. Because they stole it for the, the, you're right, the crime family, and they have found a way to cheat death and stay in that weird slummy casino town forever because they steal uh-huh. other people's chances to go to heaven. Yeah, nothing you just said is in <laughs> any way related to what I was describing, though. The point is, he goes to collect a soul, which he does, and then it doesn't work out, and then he has to go to fix it, which is It does insane. work out. He does collect the soul. She just doesn't get it to heaven. It's a completely different story. But he has to go on a mission to help her do that. That's not the same thing. You're not helping this soul <laughs> this you tried to collect this at all. exactly the same. <laughs> it's not the same. You just want it to be the same so bad, but it's not related even a little bit. In Hero's Journey, broad strokes, it's the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same as, listen, I agree, this game is exactly the same as Dragon Quest because the hero has a sword to the end. Yeah. Wait, does this crow have a sword? It seems strange. He, he does now. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. 
yeah, you you start out with a with like a reaping implement, and then as you go along, you collect other weapons. It's it's very Zelda inspired in that uh, you like gather equipment to uh, overcome puzzles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like about it is that it does the thing that well, I haven't finished the game yet, but so far it's doing very well. The thing that Zelda does when it's at its best where there are puzzles that you can solve without the equipment, but the equipment makes it much easier to solve. Mm. So, like, you're going through this dungeon, uh, and, you know, the, the, the key mechanic of the first dungeon is lighting torches. So you light torches to open uh, rooms or to reveal monsters and so on and so forth. And then halfway through that, you get the power to shoot a fireball out of your hands, so suddenly you don't have to go find a lit torch and shoot an arrow through it to light another torch. Now you can just light torches and suddenly it unlocks new ways to open other rooms and stuff like that. That's cool. You said it's roguelike. I forget what that means. Is that procedurally generated? Yes. No, rogue ro- oh. no. <laughs> Why is everyone saying incorrect things? It's because it is. A roguelike is procedurally generated with permadeath. What? No. Yes. No. <laughs> What do you think it is, Matt? Let's have a discussion. Yeah, I want to hear what Matt thinks it is. Rogue, uh, okay. Maybe I should say Souls-like, then, which I don't is... know what that means, either. I mean, I know the reference, but... The idea is that you are going to confront things that will kill you the first five or six times okay. until you, like, get the hang of learning the pattern of how to do it and mm. things like that. Mm, um, I think you'll and, find playing as a child that regular Zelda games are also that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. You're like, I don't know what but, to do with this guy with a giant flashing weak spot. And then five times later, you're like, oh, yeah, what if I hit him in that weak spot? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and, and so it's a lot less hand-holdy than those Zelda games where, like, mm. uh, I was fighting that round-faced uh, w- witch woman who is the pot, the pot witch. Uh, and I fought her like 40 times and she kept killing me because she's very hard to beat. Uh, and then I found that if you shoot a fireball into the like open mouth of the pot when she is using it as like a, a spell cannon, mm-hmm. uh, it lights the pot on fire and then she is like paralyzed for a minute and then you can go and attack her. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing to indicate to you, the player, that that would happen. Mm-hmm. You just have to try stuff until it, it works. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So, um, so yeah, it, it has. I guess roguelike is not the the correct term. It, it is souls like. I think fits though. That is yes. the sort of like. I mean, it's weird that we're calling it souls like because I think this style of game was pioneered by like Mega Man on consoles. Every arcade game was this because they wanted you to keep putting quarters in it. But, like, the idea of learning a boss's pattern and trying again and again to defeat them once you've learned it. The thing that I think defines something as being Souls-like or, like, Rogue Legacy type thing is that when you die, you have an opportunity to use the resources you gathered in your last death to improve yourself in certain ways. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So... When you die, you go back to the crows' offices, uh, and you can go and trade the souls of monsters that you've killed for, you know, faster run speed or the ability to do stuff. So well, that's pretty good. So kind of like what I've heard about Hades, which I also have not played. Yeah. Okay. Yeah it 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 feels very it, and like the the action it feels very Hades ish, hmm. uh, which is 
a, a high compliment because Hades has maybe the best combat action of any video game of all time. Um, this game is not quite as tight as Hades, but it does have a lot of the same vibes to it. Um, the criticism I've heard of this game from people who did like it is that it doesn't have a good way to direct you. Like, there's no map, and it's not always clear where you need to go. Yes, that is true, but it's very rewarding of ex- exploration, um, okay. which I like. There's a lot of hidden things, like, uh, that. Again, it doesn't hold your hand at all, so you kind of have to discover them on your own. But, um, you know, you'll be walking around and you'll suddenly be like, hey, there's not like a railing on the edge of this one pit. I wonder why. And then you fall into the pit and you find a secret area and stuff like that. So Mm. there's a lot of good things to find. There's also, I feel like people with that criticism maybe just haven't played far enough in the game yet because you get to a place where (laughs) they're... Okay, this is going to sound crazy, but but roll with me here. Uh, there is a uh, sushi bar run by a giant squid pretending to be a human. Mm, I have heard about this. And uh, the, the squid gives you hints on stuff you may have missed. So you can okay. go back and, and catch any uh, secrets that hmm. you, you skipped over. See, I don't like the idea of there not being a map. I like to know exactly what I'm dealing with and be able to know that I've checked it all off. But mm. then if there are ways to go back and complete things, I might be okay with that. Yeah, and it, and it just like in most Zelda games, as you're doing stuff, you walk past like a wall with glowing cracks and you're like, mm, I bet I'm going to get the ability to break that wall later. So, like, it very much encourages you to come back and revisit places after you get new abilities. Okay. So. That's fun. <clears throat> I might have to try it. Yes. Yeah, it's very good. Um, I'm sure it will come to Switch eventually, but right now it's just on PC and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's great. I really recommend it. I think I'm going to actually finish it, which is high praise for me, a person who tries a new video game every week. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Louisa, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week I started working on a diorama. I haven't done this mm-hmm. stuff in a while, but making like little miniature things is something that I mm-hmm. like to do. So you put all the Star Wars action figures in their original boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, put them in their original boxes. That's the diorama. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's from The Simpsons. Yep. I don't remember that one. It's Ralph's diorama, and it wins. Yeah, Diorama Rama. Oh, right, because they're Han, Chewy, all my favorites are here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> this is, um, uh, what I like about That's this such project. a fucking good joke. Yeah, I'm is. sorry. Yeah, That's is. such a good joke because they figured out a great thing to be the reference that isn't based on a book at all. <laughs> like, there's so few movies that are that instantly recognizable that aren't in some way related to a book that could be theoretically a book report. <laughs> and the fact yes. that they figured out how to thread that needle is incredible. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> I also like how they always find ways around things, where one character works really hard on something, but you need to have a different character win without doing any work, and they always find yeah. good ways to do that. Like Homer's <laughs> uh, macaroni uh, <laughs> uh, nuclear power plant model. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, now what I like about working on dioramas is that you use a lot of different techniques so I don't get bored. Because I find Mm. if I'm doing all one thing for a while, it gets boring. So for something like this, I have a little box and I had, I put bricks on the floor, like real bricks. So had to glue those down, grout everything. And then I put wallpaper on the walls and then I'm 
drilling holes through a tiny bookcase to put lights in it. And I'm making little miniature things out of polymer clay to go on the bookcase. So it's like all these different things and each project is very small. So I love that. Did you make the bookcase or did you buy it? I bought it. I thought about making it, but it can be hard to get all your edges square. And I'm like, for my first project, I really just want to focus on the things on the shelves. Yeah, I've often thought about whether it would be a useful practice for making real furniture to try to make tiny furniture, or if that would be just insanely frustrating. Yeah. It's very hard. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so what are you, uh, what is your end goal with these dioramas? Are you going to take them to the county fair? <laughs> make them all out of corn. <laughs> yeah. You could win a 4-H ribbon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. This one I just want to actually complete it, like, start to finish, like, really actually do it and not fucking give up on it, and yep. then and then we'll see. And then sell it on Etsy for $500. Maybe. Ooh. It's depressing to think, like, if I, like, to think, could you make a living do- making dioramas? I would have to charge probably, like, $300 for each one to make it yeah. worth it. Ugh, well, depressing thought. There's so many hipsters out there with too much money. <laughs> I don't think they're going to spend money on this, though. Mm, people spend money on very stupid things a lot of the time. <laughs> I mean, that's Watch true. one episode of Flea Market Flip, which I know I <laughs> talked about last week, but it's still crazy. Uh. People are like, yeah, I bought this old, like railway trolley and i painted it gold and now i'm selling it here and some hipster walks up and they're like mm, this wouldn't really fit in my apartment but i'll just buy a new apartment will you take ten thousand dollars for it like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> yeah you gotta thread that needle where you you get people to think what you're making is worth it then if you can get them to think that it doesn't matter what you make and that's the problem <laughs> Because mm-hmm. people aren't willing to trust their taste. They're not going to look at something and be like, huh, this is worth $300. They're going to need to think that your whole vibe is that you are selling them something worth $300 first, and then they'll buy it for $300. <laughs> Could you make <sighs> a lot of money on Etsy by having in your like seller's bio or whatever say um, that you are making a reality show for TLC about being a successful Etsy store? <laughs> So people would buy it just to be like, oh man, I want to be a part of it. Once the show comes on the air, it'll be great that I own some of their original oh, stuff. Yeah, that, this... that You definitely get yelled at by the government, right? You're not allowed to <laughs> do that. I don't know that you would. <sighs> like, all you would need to say in your bio is, I'm working on a reality show uh, for TLC where blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't blah. think you need to specify and TLC, then... or you shouldn't, rather. Well, even if you did, like, if they tried to see you, you could be like, what? I was, like, I was working on it hoping TLC would give me a call, and they never did. I was making a reality show on spec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, no. Uh, but in the actual making of this, it's very satisfying to, like, put a little bit of brown paint wash on something to make it look older and to, yep. like, figure out how to get different textures. Like, I like working like that with that stuff on a very small scale. It's it really makes you depressingly understand why people get into steampunk. Yes! Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would be so like, fun to paint things copper. <laughs> it, it would! Yeah. And I've definitely done that, like, uh, aging 
where you put like metallic paint on something mm-hmm. and then you get like a black dry brush and you mm-hmm. fill it in to make it look oxidized yes. and it looks so cool and it's so fun to do and you're like this could be my whole life <laughs> yeah. but that's how you become a steampunk here's yeah, the thing you could just make that your whole life and then sell the things to steampunks that's true. The trouble is, though, um, this is one of those hobbies where if you like the thing, you probably also like making the thing yourself. Yeah. Well, Maybe. no. I don't think that's true, actually. Yeah. Because I know, I know people who are depressingly into steampunk, and all of them, like, buy all their stuff wholesale. Oh, really? Mm. And the reason that it b- bums me out is because I will spend a long time making a, comp- a costume for something and then go, and someone else is there who has a comparable level of goodness costume mm-hmm. i'd be like wow how much time did you put into that and they're like oh i just bought it then why are you here yeah, that is weird what's the point of you <laughs> yeah that's uh i mean it's you know there's some cosplayers who are primarily uh doing that because the dressing up and like modeling for photos is fun rather than the making costumes part so i think that probably applies to steampunk i, I just the <sighs> I don't know. It's just so bizarre to me. I guess, you know, everyone likes different things, and I get that, but the idea that you'd be like, yes, the talent that I'm bringing to this costume is the talent of wearing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want people to praise me for the costume I'm wearing, even though I didn't do any of the work, but I do like the praise. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I do. But anyway, I get to do all the work and get none of the praise. With yeah, the that's oh, that's perfect. The it's a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get to have people ask you, why are you doing this again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I try to ignore that's those a, people. That's how we started on this conversation. Those yeah. people are haters. <laughs> that's me. I'm the no. hater. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Matt's been haters all along. Mm-hmm. Oh man! I said I said earlier I refer to people as steampunks and it felt weird, but it shouldn't, right? Like that's what they are. Like, ste- I think it's just because they're not even slightly punk. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I just think like steampunk is a phrase that means an aesthetic, but you never think of a punk like a person. Yeah. yeah, that is a steampunk. I guess the idea of punk, like cyberpunk or any kind of punk, is that they're um, uh, shifting the paradigm of society. They're like smashing it, right? I mean, how does this? How, sorry, no, that's all right. Steampunk is just somebody took cyberpunk and replaced all of the like translucent plastic with brass. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not real, but I think the idea was that it was the Victorian era and you were like building new robots and stuff, so you were a punk in that way. Maybe. How does this relate to the splintery wood under the bark of a tree? What? You lost me. The word for that that type of wood is punk. Oh, <laughs> Uh, but also, what is the word punk? Like, what is the origins of the word punk? Uh, it's like a goblin. short for pumpkin. <laughs> it's short for punk and chunkin', actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man. That's the ultimate act of rebellion. <laughs> I hate so much that that activity is called that, because throwing something is chucking it, not chunking yeah. it. Come the on! Word, the word you're rhyming isn't even pumpkin. <laughs> That's not the word. It's true. Uh, I tried to type the origins of punk into Google, and I almost wrote the origins of pumpkin. Uh, Uh, Huh. Uh, It used to mean a person who sold sex. 
Um, huh. Or a pet. <laughs> it used to at one point mean a petty criminal or a criminal's apprentice. I know a hinky punk is a kind of goblin, right? I thought it meant a goblin. Uh, we can't get into what is a goblin. That's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, <we> yes. <laughs> uh, according to etymology online, it uh, comes from the old English word for a worthless person or urchin. Yeah, so that kind of encompasses ideas of sex workers and goblins. Yeah. Yep. It's depressing. Yep. Anyway, I'm having a lot of fun making my little miniatures. Uh, so I will continue on with that, and uh, when I get to some good... Uh, photo op spots. I will take photos and I will share those with the listeners. Jeff, what did Sweet. you do this week? Uh, this week I've been playing a ROM hack. Did I? Oh no, I talked about Hyper Metroid last week, didn't I? No. No, I didn't? Okay, cool. Uh, I've been playing a ROM hack of Super Metroid called Hyper Metroid, uh, where they've essentially built a new game out of the... They just the play existing game. Yakety sax behind you while you're playing. Yeah, they replaced all the background <laughs> music with yakety sax and they sped it up to three times speed. You just have to eat an entire bowl of nerds before you start playing so mm-hmm. that you have the energy to play it. Uh, it's it's designed to be like I guess a more challenging and like open world ish experience. It's built upon a mod of Super Metroid that was just made to like make it feel more modern to play. Uh, so it, it... By making it that every time you die, you have to pray at a bonfire to come back to life? Yeah, uh, it makes it so that you can buy a pink suit for Samus and it costs five real-world human dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Boo! They, they make it that if you uh, go to a certain area and enter in a secret code that you can uh, see a sex scene between Samus and some guy. Kratos, actually, from God of Kratos, War. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, sure, why not? Um, uh, so it's... It, I don't Can know. You do every modern game thing. I need uh, to know. Um, there's they made it so that a hundred people play at once, and the round only ends when one person is left standing. Mm. And you have to keep your Super Nintendo hooked up to the internet all the time, or the game thinks you're pirating it. There you go. Okay. God. <laughs> uh, we did it. Uh, that's all the video game jokes. The end. Yeah. Good, yep. good night, everyone. Um, no, they made it that there's a skill tree, and each one mm-hmm. only in- increases your ability by point zero zero one percent Take that. Take that, video games. Take uh, that, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> fucking worst video game series of all time. Um, I'm enjoying it because it feels like Super Metroid, but it's a whole new adventure with, like, a completely different map, and... Uh, the environments are redrawn to look different. Even Samus has a different color scheme for some reason. Um, and I've been kind of craving that because I think the adventure platform genre uh, tends more towards Castlevania than Metroid often. Um, well, you've also been craving that because uh, you believe that the ultimate hunt would be to hunt Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Uh, I've already. I knew you would get that joke enough that you wouldn't eject Jeff in a way that Louisa definitely didn't. No, I made a um, pleasing murmur because I remember that guy has the fucking lion head on the middle of his chest. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, I've already so conquered good. the king of the jungle, as you can see from my cool vest. Yeah. Uh, now that all that's left to conquer is some seventeen-year-old kid who has what? What's got spider power? I mean, in his defense, he's right. He never does catch Spider-Man. 
Uh, so, like, it is the ultimate hunt. There is... That it will kill him. <laughs> there's a comic from the 80s called Craven's Last Hunt. And the oh, no. comic opens with Craven uh, just... Mer- Getting a cancer diagnosis. <laughs> he immediately murks Spider-Man, kills him, and then takes his place and becomes Spider-Man. Uh... <laughs> what? You find out later that... He doesn't have spider power! <laughs> no, he doesn't. Uh, you find out later that Spider-Man didn't actually die, and he comes back and beats Craven, and then Craven dies, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's... It's so sad! It's Why such did a... Craven become Spider-Man, though? Uh, I think he wanted to prove that he could do it better. It's like the Santa Claus. He saw Spider-Man die, and then he has to put him in a suit. <laughs> yeah, oh. and he uh, ke- keeps, like, every time he shaves his beard, he looks in the mirror, and it just regrows back into Tobey Maguire's face. It's it's that, Famous but with that lion vest. No, no, the beard covers his face and looks like Tobey Maguire's face. <laughs> Wait, the beard looks like Tobey uh-huh. Maguire's face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still follows the so beard bizarre. rules of... This is some body horror stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that the Santa Claus is body horror, for sure. Well, that's certainly true. Yeah. I like the idea that every time he puts on any vest, a lion's head grows out of it. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, so, I don't Metro. know, that's, yeah, I've been, uh, I'm, I'm like, so thirsty for Metroid 5 that I'm mm-hmm. going back and playing, like, alternate Metroid 3. <laughs> Does it yep. come out this year, that new one that they finally announced? Yeah, October, I think. Ooh. Maybe November. But oh, yeah, yeah, they they did that with um the the 3DS remake of Metroid 2. They just kind of like threw in at the end of E3 like, "Hey, by the way, we um remade Metroid 2 and it comes out on the 3DS in 2 months." Like, oh, what? <laughs> Here's the thing though. They it, to get maximum impact out of that, they should be doing that where it's like, and it comes out tomorrow. Like, mm. they are good at keeping a lid on stuff, and if you're that good at it, then fucking just wait the extra two months. Just do it. I think People it's... would lose their fucking minds if it was like, <laughs> hey, there's a new Metroid, and it's out today. Go. <laughs> I think they only want to do that with digital-only games, because it would be really hard to keep that under wraps if, like... If they were like, and it's on sale today at your local Walmart who's had it for a week and didn't tell anyone. I think that's a good plan if you're not sure if the game is good. Because then people are like, oh shit, have to get it immediately. But two months is a great amount of time if you do think the game is good and you want reviewers to be like, oh fuck, you have to buy this game. Which they do for a lot of Nintendo games. Yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Metroid is one of my f- favorites. Uh, I don't particularly care for Metroid Prime as much, uh, and I did not play Other M because everyone pretty much universally agreed that it's bad. So to me, this is the first uh, fully brand new Metroid game in almost 20 years, and the uh, first, you know, new to, like, Samus Returns was new-ish. It was a remake, but, like, so different that it might as well be a new game. Uh, mm-hmm. But that also came out, like, what, five years ago or something? Well, Are you worried that if the game is disappointing that it will rob you of your reason to live? Mm, I mean, that has happened so many times already. <laughs> um, I feel like so many games that I wait a long time for, I play them, and then I'm like, 
I wonder how much of me liking the older ones was because I was kind of a different person 15 years ago. <laughs> and, like, this is mm. not as fun as I remember. Yeah, and then you fall to your knees on the beach and weep because there's no mm-hmm. more worlds to conquer. Because those Be- damn dirty apes blew it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what. That's who he's admonishing for blowing it up, right? The apes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alexander the Great. You finally did it, you with an asterisk the apes. <laughs> What if, what if uh, the plot of Planet of the Apes is Charlton Heston is from Alexander the Great times, and then immediately the next scene is in the ape times, and there's no in-between? Mm-hmm, yeah. And he wept for there were no more Statues of Liberty to blow up. <laughs> no, I still recently. can't believe that's not in the original book. Yeah, I, I was, can't believe it. I was about to say, what I didn't know until recently was, I knew Rod Serling had written a new ending when he did the... Um, uh, what do you call it? Adaptation of the script from the book. What I didn't know yep. is the book also has a twist ending. Yeah. <laughs> <They> just discarded. <laughs> it has the same twist ending pretty much as the Tim Burton version, where they go back to Earth and everyone is apes. Okay, interesting. What, I haven't seen how, the Tim Burton What version. does that mean? <laughs> I, I don't know. How does that work? I think that's why the, uh, the movie, the Rod Serling movie version works better, because... Uh, you know, that's a more interesting twist that, like, they went up into space and were frozen for a while and then crashed right back down on the same planet much later. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to say what the twist ending of the book was, because, like, that's just me literally just saying a spoiler on the show, but, um, it depends on... (laughs) It depends on the framework of the um, book, which starts with a different type of opening than the movie starts with. So, there's that. Mm. Um, I think that those new Planet of the Apes were pretty good. Did you guys see those? No. Nope. They were pretty good. <laughs> okay. I do like when James Franco is, for some reason, in a serious movie, even though you can't possibly <laughs> take him seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they, they finished the, with the third one, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, starring Woody Harrelson as an ape-hating man. Oh, great. That's all he does anymore, right? He's a grizzled old zombie-hating man, or ape-hating yeah. man, or uh, Hunger Games-hating man, I guess. And he says, if we don't win this, it'll be a whole planet of apes. <laughs> and then he winks to the camera. <laughs> but literally, and like they put that wait, line in the wait. trailer, they were so proud of it. <laughs> you used a pronoun there, and I want to believe that when he says, if we don't win, win this, he means bar trivia. <laughs> Uh, if we don't win this trivia contest against these apes, then we don't deserve to have the planet anymore. I believe he's referring to the war for the planet of the apes, but, you know, uh, that war could be settled in bar trivia, probably. Apes oh, wouldn't uh, be good at it. They don't know anything honestly, about Frasier. Honestly, more wars should be settled by bar trivia. Mm. Also, you just kind of described the plot of Space Jam 1 of, like, <laughs> let's pick a thing that these people can't do and then have that be a contest for the souls of everyone yes. on Earth. Love also, it. if it's the war for the planet of the apes, it kind of sounds like history's already decided on what's yeah, going to happen you're with defi- the planet. <laughs> you're definitely giving ownership to the apes <laughs> in the title a little bit. Here's the thing. We already know, like... The existence of this of this series, prequel series, is a spoiler for the movie Planet of the Apes, which has this broken Statue of Liberty on the DVD cover. Like, it is just a foregone conclusion that, like, yeah, the apes win and take over, and it was Earth all along. Now, yeah. I kind of always thought 
and maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I thought the whole twist of the Planet of the Apes, like, part of it is Earth is already the Planet of the Apes because humans are apes. Ooh, like, makes you think. So I, I guess the point is, like, if the if Earth is the planet of any one, like, genus of animal, it's apes already, right? Yes. Are we a genus? Is, or is Yeah, I don't it, think we are, but, you know. Homo yeah, is the genus for for humans. Is it the Phylum? genus? <laughs> yeah, maybe one up from... Kingdom? No, kingdom is no, bigger kingdom than is, that. That's too many. That's animal? Animal kingdom? Species? No, it's not species. That's no, that's small. the smallest one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kingdom, well. phylum, class, <laughs> order, family, family. Oh, Primate a family? Hold on. We're looking... so dumb. We're too dumb to do this. We're going to uh, lose to these apes in this <laughs> trivia contest. They're going to know. Hominids. Know the great apes are the hominidae or hominids. Wait. So that are, is, gor- what? are gorillas hominids? Yes. That is all of the tailless uh, uh, okay. great apes. No. Oh my god. But you're not doing the one thing that we are trying to figure out. Is hominid a genus oh, right. or a family? <laughs> it says it is. Yes, it's a family. Okay, thank you. Uh, Sorry, I was going to lose my mind. Sorry, the first sentence of the Wikipedia article just says that it is a taxonomic, uh, yes, family, okay. Can we have a ultimate crossover between the Fast and the Furious franchise and the Planet of the Apes franchise, and we will tagline it, it's all about family. And we'll call it Ready Player One. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're talking. I love it. We'll call it Space Jam 2. (laughs) I can see... I could see Vin Diesel marrying a gorilla, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I can see that happening. I love, you can hear, the, the listener can hear Louisa pausing to think, should I say this on the podcast, or is this yeah. offensive in some way? No, I was like, should I say gorilla, or is chimpanzee funnier, is what I was thinking. <laughs> You're thinking of Clint Eastwood. Oh no, that's an orangutan. Yeah, an orangutan obviously is the funniest. Yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Especially because, okay, this is probably, uh, I'm saving your bacon, Louisa, by what? saying something meaner about Vin Diesel than you did. He's a big slab of beef in a tank I'm top. saying, if Vin, Vin, if Vin Diesel ended up marrying an orangutan, the orangutan would be the wise, intelligent one in the couple. <laughs> well, sure. Like, orangutans always look so knowing. You know what I mean? Yes. You just think that because of the Discworld librarian. Not just. <laughs> what about that Pokemon, the Oranguru? He's a guru. Ooh, yeah, Simi-Sage. Yeah. He's a sage. Smart. And he's got a big persimmon or something. <laughs> What's he carrying? Yeah. Uh, some kind of football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, is he supposed to be a soccer hooligan like every other character <laughs> in the Pokemon game? No, this was the uh, the Hawaii one. Oh, was he? Because he was... Okay, well, rugby then? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> guess so. in Hawaii? I feel like all island cultures have some form of rugby. Do you? Yes. Oh, you're talking about the island of uh, Great Britain. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking that. about the islands of Great Britain and Australia, the two rugby islands. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, rugby island. All right, it's a remake of Battle Royale, but... Oh my god, this is the best. Okay, so and we drop 100 uh, Japanese school kids on an island and make them play rugby no, to the death. No, no, and here's... the funniest part about it is that no one knows the rules to rugby. <laughs> exactly. No, here's what we do. Oh my god, he no. was killed by the referees. I don't know why. Did he break a rule? Is there a rule about carrying this ball? The planet of the apes, but the rugby island is on it, and that's where all the people are. 
Ooh, okay. oh, that's the dream. That's paradise for the entertainment of their ape master. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, head empty, no great. thoughts, just play rugby. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it can be called the rugby of the planet of the apes. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, it's good. And it's just a sports movie. And the only reference to the Planet of the Apes is that the stands are full of apes, but that does not come into the plot at all. Sure, why not? I love it. Green light. Yeah, this is great. Okay, so what we do on this show is uh, we go to the WikiHow suggested articles page and put a random word into the uh, topic suggestion generator to bring up a list of questions people have asked about that word so that we can give them advice. And today, the word that we got was lighter. Mm-hmm. So... I'm already looking at make eyebrows lighter, and I don't understand why you would want to do that. Uh, well, maybe you have, like, dyed blonde hair, and so you want brown uh, instead of yeah. black eyebrows. Good Although, point. like, big old thick bushy eyebrows are in right now. Yeah, I think it's yeah, very are. good, actually. Um, and Madonna always had, even when she was platinum blonde, she still kept her eyebrows black, didn't she? I think one, so. Right? I think Sabrina the Teenage Witch did that in that Netflix show. Oh, yes, definitely her. I feel like Madonna had different eyebrow colors at different times. Yeah, but when she was blonde, they weren't blonde. I'm trying to think about All the Way May from League of Their Own. She had dark hair, though. This is the problem. Mm. Did she? Yeah. I, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at oh. and I'm looking at blonde Madonna, um, like from eighties, early nineties. With and, child. Yeah, blonde Madonna with child. No, she does for <laughs> sure have uh like thicker, darker eyebrows in the uh eighties and early nineties. Yeah. Mm, that's what that Daft Punk is, song is about. Yeah. Longer, thicker, darker <laughs> <Dumb>. eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, could you put that song on the end? Yeah, episode? Jeff, could you please put that song on the episode? What episode? I love. <laughs> it's like a Weird Al version of a song, but the, that Weird Al version doesn't exist. So I guess Jeff, we're asking you to write a parody of the faster, stronger, whatever that Daft Punk song. Is. Yeah, it's four words, and they're uh, superlatives some of order. some kind. Yeah. Uh, in the late '90s, she transitioned to, as was the fashion at the time, having thin eyebrows and. Yes. Uh, uh, Real quick, obvious just so we roots. don't get, just mm-hmm. so we don't get tweets. The uh, s- faster and stronger are comparatives, not superlatives. Don't tweet at Jeff, please. Oh, okay, yeah, thank you for that um, clarification because I knew superlative was the wrong word, but I did not know the correct word. Yes, superlative is when it's the most, not just when it's more. Yes, exactly. And th- it was a question on Jeopardy just like a few days ago. Have you guys been watching Jeopardy? Have you seen this piece of shit that's been winning Jeopardy for the past two weeks? No, but he's making everyone so angry. Oh, I hate him Ken so Jennings. much. We talked about this already. Oh, did we? Okay. Well, then we can move on. <laughs> it's yeah, not we... Ken Jennings. It's a guy who just says what's for every question. Oh, right. Yeah, we did a lot of Jeopardy talk last week. I still have the tab open for the anytime test. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't have to get into it again, but he won every episode this week Boo. when LeVar Burton, my favorite guy, was hosting. And I wanted to enjoy it, but I was too busy fuming with anger that this guy kept wi- winning. Damn. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, how do you make your eyebrows lighter, then, Louisa? Uh, lemon juice, probably. <laughs> Put some lemon juice on a toothbrush and brush it in there. Could you, could you pluck out every other hair? Ooh, Ooh, that's a bad luck. Yeah, no, you do it like um, <laughs> like an old-timey printing. You dither your eyebrows. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my god, that would look so bad. Like how they made a sunset in an NES game. <laughs> yeah. You could cut little lines into them like Vanilla Ice did. What about that? Mm. Ooh, like horizontal or vertical? Uh, Both. Check pattern, <laughs> like Archie. Oh yeah, hash him up like Archie's Ooh, hair. Yeah. Now we're talking. Get yourself some this Archie is, Andrews eyebrows. This is the look of the future. Uh, it's, this it's, is some steampunk shit right here. Absolutely, it's the look. It's ironic you said Archie Andrews because he has red hair but very black eyebrows, so he's doing the opposite. Oh, that's true. But that's what's fashionable. Yeah, What's wild is that this is not fashionable, so so don't do it. That's the real advice we should be giving people. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I can't find any pictures of comic book Archie Andrews. It's all the TV show one with his very fake red hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, he does. He has big, bushy black eyebrows. Weird. How to get lighter eyes. You cannot. That's an well, insane thing to ask. Here's the thing. Did you see a little TV show called Game of Thrones? Because when those people became ice zombies, their eyes became very light blue. Mm. That's true. Or you could get addicted to dune spice, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, develop some kind of uh, ocular degenerative disorder um, mm-hmm. and specifically request... Uh, eye transplant from someone with lighter colored eyes. Okay, here that's a good one. Yep. I, in a lot of movies and TV shows, when people go blind, their eyes like just turn all white. Is that a real thing, or is that just in movies? That's that X Men. That's just happen. when Storm's using her powers, Matt. <laughs> God. It's not just Storm. I'm sure there's like even in X Men. I'm sure there's other people who have all white eyes. But uh, yeah, it's a function of zombies, eyes, isn't it? So there's that. Yeah, cataracts. There we go. <laughs> See, we've got we've got lots of solutions here. Cataracts are things that like they grow inside the eye and are removable. Is what I've is my basic understanding because you can have a yes. cataract surgery and they yes, call that's it true. removing is it, cataracts. Is it something you catch or is it like something genetic? Genetic, but I think there's a bacteria that can cause it, I think. Mm. It's complicated. Okay, well, if it's genetic, then that leads us to the question, how do you make your genes lighter? Ah! <laughs> ah! Nice. Spelled spell the other way, though. Uh, you cut the pockets out from the inside. That way no one can tell. You can't... You won't have pockets anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. But... How does... Are you saying the weight of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the really only place where you can afford... I mean, I guess if you're really careful, you could, like, sand down on the inside until they're thinner (laughs) material. What if if you just cut out all the rivets? Ooh, yeah. All those heavy rivets. They're probably asking about how to acid wash jeans, right? No, I like this path more. (laughs) Because you have lots of little holes all over your jeans in a way that was a little bit titillating. (laughs) Um, acid wash. I don't know what actually goes into that for fabrics. I'm gonna acid. I'm gonna suggest lemon juice again. I'm gonna say fill your bathtub with lemon juice. Yep, and then just sit in there with your cowboy jeans. And I'm gonna suggest you fill your washing machine with hydrochloric acid. Oh, okay, that'll make your jeans much lighter. <laughs> It'll barely mm-hmm. exist anymore. <laughs> yes, it'll just be the concept of jeans. Uh, I want to go back for a second. Sorry, but. The Get Lighter Eyes one. Do you guys remember this um, eyelash uh, thickener called Latisse? This uh, drug? Yes. And they, it was something to do with glaucoma or something that they developed it for, but then it turns out it also made your eyelashes like crazy 
long and thick. So okay. pe- people started using it for cosmetic reasons. Yeah. And then they found out that it actually causes your body to start adding melanin to your iris if it wasn't before. Wow. So people who had blue eyes, their eyes actually turned brown because of this. And like, there's no, Ooh. there's no going back from that. So don't uh, it make your brown eyes blue, but backwards. Exactly. Play that song backwards. Jeff, put that song backwards at the end of the episode, please. Uh, <laughs> so there sorry. It's t- song title backwards. What is the artist's name? <laughs> no. Chris backwards Cross. by Chris Cross. They don't have a song called that. Claire Danes did this, and she had very blue eyes, and I believe that she doesn't anymore because of Latisse. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucked up. So stop taking Latisse? Is that what you're yeah, suggesting absolutely. to make your eyes lighter? Unless you have brown eyes already, then you're fine. Mm. Well, no. That doesn't help the person trying to make their eyes lighter, which no, is I know. the point. I'm saying this is the opposite. But it made me think of it, because it's the exact opposite. Mm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> How to fill a butane lighter. Uh, get some butane, and then it's got a little nozzle, and then you jab that nozzle into the hole on the bottom of your lighter. Problem solved. Fill your mouth with butane, and then spit mm. it into the nozzle. Uh, you remember, we used to have a guy in our church youth group who used to do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember him? Yeah. Oh, man, that guy's probably in jail now. <laughs> probably. Mm. Uh, there's a lot about cigarette lighters in cars, how to make a cigarette lighter is yeah. a very weird thing to want to do. They're so cheap and ubiquitous. Yeah, but also, like you don't want to give money to a big cigarette lighter. <laughs> can you like make a wire coil and then like attach it to a battery in some way so it just heats up? Because that's a cigarette lighter. That's that's exactly the cigarette lighter that every car has in the dash. Yeah. 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 I wonder if they mean that or a flame one, because a flame one would also be pretty easy. You just need a reservoir of explosive gas with a little oh, hole Oh, I got in it. one of those. <laughs> uh, and then you just need two pieces of metal that are just a little bit apart that a spark goes through to ignite. <laughs> you said or easier. Flint, this does not seem easier to me. Now I'm just thinking about how fun it would be to make one of these. <laughs> See? See? But you would definitely kill yourself. <laughs> There is no project that is uh, fun unless there's a risk of serious injury or death. Yeah, that's true. How to trace cigarette lighter wiring in a 97 Ford Mondeo. What the hell does that even mean? I guess everything electrical on this 97 Ford Mondeo, which I don't even think is a car. I've never <laughs> yeah, heard I've of never that. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. This is, <laughs> this other- is from the uh, Berenstein universe. This- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every other electrical thing is working fine except the cigarette lighter, and this person needs that cigarette lighter working so bad. Mm-hmm. There's no way to do it. Get a new car, I guess. Yeah, that's the only way. You have to throw your car away. Mm-hmm. Or stop smoking. I mean, you're never going to stop smoking. <laughs> have either of Just you ever thrown up a- on trying to quit? Have either huh? of you ever thrown a car away? No. Like you had to get rid of a car because it doesn't work anymore, but you like you couldn't sell it because it's not. It just doesn't work. Uh, not there's by a place, choice. Mm. There's a place near me that I drove past called We Buy Any Car, and I think they'd probably buy it if I needed to. Mm. Yeah, uh, but you don't well, I mean, But yes, I had to have a car towed away for scrap. Yeah. Yes. I guess I technically did sell my my car that I uh, got towed away for scrap. They gave me like 150 bucks for it, but... Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah it's... Car, go ahead. 
I had a car that got uh, not too damaged. It got hit by another car, but uh, it did get damaged enough that the insurance was like, well, this car's worth less worth less than the cost of the repair, so we're just going to cut you a check for $1,000. Bye. And that kind of sucked, but yeah, I did have to junk that car. Mm, that's a shame. Uh, you one, time, one time I... I drove a car into a wall, which is definitely my fault, uh, but it was going, like, maybe two miles an hour, <laughs> uh-huh. and it it just tapped the wall, like, it barely even dented the front of the car, but it hit in exactly the right spot to crack the front axle. Jesus. <laughs> and so, yeah, the whole car had to be scrapped. That like, sucks. Oh my god, I, it was like the second week I had my driver's license. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I crashed into one of those, it was like, you know, the guardrail, uh, that is usually like on a highway or something that like metal thing, the end of it's curly. Uh, there was one of those in like a parking garage or a a parking lot next to a garage or something. And I had like just, uh, switched up the dosage of my medication. So I was a little (laughs) woozy and I absolutely, I just fully smashed into it. Like. (laughs) shattered the uh right front headlight and like oh, got the car got a little stuck on it like it was <laughs> you were really trying to get through that thing it was a real mess um uh, thankfully i was jeff, uninjured jeff does refer to doing poppers as quote his medication so <laughs> yeah um i don't um actually know what poppers are um, because I've always forgotten to Google it, but I know yeah, that it's, it's something like... that people talk about using for anal sex. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like nitrous. I mean, it might still be. It's, I don't know. It's it's a small. It's a little ball of some kind of gas that gets you extremely high for a short period of time. The, I don't know anything about it except a girl I dated once did a popper in front of me, and then I dumped her immediately. <laughs> Coward. It I thought like you were cool, Matt. Date. It was like our third date, and she ran into a guy who turned out to be her drug dealer, and she sniffed a popper in front of me, and I'm like, what are you doing? Pretty <laughs> this is good. crazy. To do on a third date? Anyway. <laughs> I like that I googled it, and the first choice was popper's drug, which makes it sound like a, um, a drugstore. Mr. Popper's <laughs> Penguin spinoff. <laughs> Popper's Drugstore. Yeah, uh, yeah run that's, by Penguin. That's where, this is adorable. That's where Archie goes for lunch every day. <laughs> the second choice was Popper's Food, Jalapeno Popper. So. Not Poplar's Food, which is... Now, is there much- a way we can combine the drug and the food? Mm. It's full of jalapenos, but those jalapenos are full of <laughs> this is just, amyl nitrate or whatever. No, this is just mace. <laughs> You're just going to mace yourself with <laughs> yeah. uh, capsaicin. That's what, that's what people do. That's what drug drug addicts do, I guess, is just poison themselves slowly. Right? I don't think about it. Commentary. Mm, really yeah. makes you think. It doesn't make you think. How to perform Zippo lighter tricks. Oh no! Get hi- like You need to get hired by the sideshow first. I think if you got three Zippo lighters, you could probably juggle them pretty easily. That's true. Mm. Are you gonna leak lighter fluid all over your face and body, though? <laughs> it's not lighter fluid, it's butane, and it's well, gas. Butane, so you're then. fine. There's a liquid in there. I've seen it's in those there. clear lighters. Yeah, but that's just because it's under pressure in there. As soon as it comes out, it's a gas. You know how when you push the thing on a lighter, liquid doesn't ooze out of it? What I'm saying is, what if it did and it got all over you while you're trying to do <laughs> what your What my book presupposes is, what if it did? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, 
Install. Do you ever do that thing where you throw a lighter really hard against a wall yes. and it explodes? No. Uh, that's really fun. You have to shake it first, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I oh, love that. So well, it doesn't explode like in a fireball, right? It just bursts. A little tiny fireball. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's great. Uh, one of these is installed down lighters, and I don't even know what that means. What did you say? Install what? Oh, down, down lighters. lighters. I, is that like track lighting? Like those ones that are directly above you? Lights that are directly above you that make you look terrible? Or is it like under lighting, like on a car that you do, so it looks like a cool spaceship that's hovering? Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Just get those LED strips and you yeah. put it around the bottom of your car. That's real easy. Yeah. That would be easy. Nowadays. I would I wish I wish that there wasn't a stigma around doing that, because I do think it would be fun to do that to a car. <laughs> you can do it inside your house, then no one has to know. <laughs> in in the car on the car in my house? Just like mm-hmm. under a chair. Underlight a chair. <laughs> Real good. I could underlight my desk. Mm. Although no, that now we're getting into cyberpunk territory again. <laughs> yes. You don't have to use like Gamer rainbow blinking under lights. It doesn't have to be cyberpunk. What? Okay, Jeff, please tell me what color of underlights don't look like gamer underlights. Just plain white would be fine. <clears throat> now it just looks like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Not if the lights are hidden. If the Could bulbs you are hidden. Like a Christmas say. tree? Uh, yes. That would look extremely cool. It would look cool. If you wrapped LEDs around the trunk of the tree mm-hmm. so that it just looked like there were like lights coming out but you couldn't tell from where mm-hmm. that would be fucking awesome install hydraulics yeah, in the tree stand so that you can Fuck make it yes. go up and down i love this <laughs> like a low rider you can make yeah it exactly stop <laughs> oh my god this is incredible i love it's pimp my christmas tree we're gonna get exhibit on this yo it's dog. gonna be great <laughs> yo dog we heard you like christmas so we put christmas in your christmas so you can christmas while you christmas was that exhibit yeah that was exhibit okay yeah I thought it was Common. What did Common host? Uh, probably like something more respectable. Nowadays. Yeah, he's like a he's he has a normal career. Yeah, he he was in John Wick, right? One of those. Oh he? no, he was in Suicide Squad. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. The Joker tries to make him cuck Harley with har- no. her. Oh, yeah, cuck him yeah. with Harley. Uh, he's and then all, he's, he's like, a bald. Like I don't think I've ever seen him with hair in anything. Oh, you know what? He's in. He is in John Wick is too. In John you're right. Wick too. Thank mm, you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. They are covertly shooting at each at each other as they walk through the subway, and nobody notices that they're doing it, and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. <sighs> New York City. Yeah. Uh, only in New York, baby. Yep. Oh my God, Robert De Niro is here. Hey. <laughs> His catchphrase. Hey. <laughs> yep. Hey, you're talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> Not a question, I found name, out. That's the name of your podcast, isn't it, Robert De Niro? <laughs> hey, you talking to me. <laughs> you, comma, talking to me. Exactly. No question mark. <laughs> oh my god. It's such a that's good really good. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> How to restain kitchen cabinets from a dark stain to a lighter color? You don't. You have to sand off the stain before you can do anything. Yeah, even bleach would just damage the wood more than it would actually remove the color, right? 
honestly, why would you, you can't, like, this is why they say always start light and then go darker. Yeah. You can't go the other way. Yeah, I'm assuming they moved into a place where somebody already did this terrible thing. Yeah, so thing. replace the cabinets, obviously. Yeah. Uh, how to uh, use a childproof lighter. Did a kid write this request? <laughs> oh, no! Um, be an adult. That's the only way. Yep, you have to grow up a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can tell. the When you pr- press your thumb down on it, it checks your DNA to see how old you are. Yep. You could try holding your finger over the date of birth on your driver's license as you're doing it. Ooh, good idea. Yeah. Um, get one of those fake IDs that says McLovin on it. Mm-hmm. Get your older sister's ID and then use that. Wait outside of the childproof lighter store for an adult to come by who's cool, and yep. maybe they'll use the childproof lighter for you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> That's assuming you're smoking cigarettes though? and not setting things on fire, which is what kids want to do. Uh, is is a childproof lighter like those barbecue lighters where you have to push up on the the top thing while you pull the trigger? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I, I know what you I mean. Hate those. I hate Maybe. It. I can't do that. I only have one hand to use this. I'm holding the candle the other hand. Ugh. Yeah, you have to hold you the use candle. the thumb. <laughs> you can put it depends down on the on, table. Depends on the candle. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's so right. So candles don't interact <laughs> physically with tables? Yep. <laughs> yeah, if they're floating ghost candles. Come on. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How do you use lighter fluid to start a wood-burning stove? Same one I was going to read. <laughs> Absolutely don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing that? What are you talking You're gonna about? You're going to make your house smell like chemicals. Use old newspapers. That's all. Mm. Oh, nobody soaked has newspapers anymore. Use a soaked in lighter fluid. No, use, not that part. Go buy new newspapers and use those. Mm-hmm. Okay, just burn some books. Mm, perfect. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Which That's ones? All. Hold on. Which books are you burning for your thing? Mm, I think maybe like uh, Bill O'Reilly's books. Mm, good answer. There. That was a trick question, and you got it right. Mm-hmm. But yep. don't buy those books. You have to steal them out of a dumpster if yep. you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. You... Steal them out of Bill O'Reilly's house. Steal them out of the bookstore so other people oh, can't yes. buy them. There we go. Mm, good. That's praxis. Yep. yep. Although, the I don't know if the bookstore has granular enough metrics to know that those were stolen and not bought. Like, are they going to be like, wow, we have to keep restocking Bill O'Reilly's books. He must be very popular right now. No, they would definitely know, like hey, we don't have any of this book in stock, and uh, we don't have any sales of it either. Yeah, we would know who bought it because we put them on a watch list. Yeah. Oh, I love this. (laughs) I like the idea. We do actually live in that world that weird conservatives are afraid of, and the bookstores are in on it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, If there's one liberal bastion of the intellectual elite in the world, it's got to be bookstores, am I right? That's true. It's where the Illuminati meets to joke, joke, joke. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Was that just filler? Was that yeah. filler material uh-huh. to write, write the joke later? Yeah, I put a joke I in there somewhere. I thought you were saying the literati was like uh, Dorothy Parker. <laughs> like They're so good at literature that all they can do is tell witty jokes all the time. Yep. Uh, I mean, that is pretty much the uh, extent of the power of the liberal media, is to That's tell true. witty jokes about politics. Mm-hmm. That's just because none of them have the courage to just bury a knife in the side of, I don't know, Mitch McConnell in Minecraft. Yeah, hypothetically. 
Yeah. I think that it would be extremely fun to be a reporter because I would get fired after one day. I would have to pretend to be really boring for many years to get this job. (laughs) First day in the White House press pool, I'd be like, hey, that wasn't true. That thing you said was a lie. You're lying. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) (laughs) But you would get to wear a fedora with a little press uh, tag in the hat, and that's the best part. And put a Superman t-shirt on under that, and then when they try to escort you out, rip your shirt open. (laughs) You can't arrest me. I'm the Superman. (laughs) Then everyone will take you seriously. Oh man, this is so much work to have a <laughs> mental breakdown on national television, but it will be worth it. Uh, I love Good that. Stuff. I love that you're confident enough in me that you think it would be televised. <laughs> well, this is the beginning of the revolution, and if there's one thing I know about the revolution, is that it will it be will one hundred percent be televised. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I really like this pair of questions, which is how to tweak a lighter. Uh, I'm assuming that means, like, the size of the flame. I know um, Zippo lighters will let you do that. They have a little dial for that. <clears throat> yep. And then next to that is tweak a lighter, but it's two E's instead of the E-A, the correct spelling. So I'm assuming that's to do with drugs. And it's just drinking butane. Is that how you tweak a lighter? I bet you could get high from just inhaling that butane. Probably. Or uh, cracking it, it up, <laughs> cracking it open and drinking it. I think drinking it would kill you, but I bet that... But huffing it wouldn't. That would be fine. A lot of huffing is just inhaling something that isn't oxygen until your brain starts to die a little bit. (laughs) Mm, Ah, God, that's the best. And I bet that that would work with with butane. Would you... (laughs) Would tissues explode after you blew your nose, though? (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) That's That's like a comic strip level of joke. Yeah, that's something that, like... Chuck it's Jones was like, I can't have Bugs Bunny sneeze <laughs> yeah, fire this is my after that's for stupid. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, if you work for Bazooka Joe, offer me a job. Uh, and if you liked this show, please rate and review us on whatever podcatcher you use. And uh, the best thing you can do if you want to help us out is to tell a friend or two about the show and tell them that it's not always bad. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's maybe they'll listen to it. <laughs> um, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, uh, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly by messaging us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. Uh, I'm also online. You can find all of my info at WeaponizedLanguage.com. And I just wanted to clarify, uh, poppers relax your involuntary muscles like your butthole. Uh, so I was not making some oh. kind of weird leap of logic. They are, uh, in fact, used in the process of having anal sex. I was about to make maybe the dirtiest joke I've ever made do on it. this do show. Do it, coward, do it. I was going to say maybe I dumped that girl too quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I can't believe I have to say my things now. Jeff blew up the bridge that I was trying to get across to get out of this podcast. <laughs> Oh, God. You can find me on Mastodon at Louisa and Mastodon.xyz. Jeff, how much of this episode are you going to edit out? Uh, <laughs> I think I think just that thing I said about Vin Diesel being white earlier, because it's unclear if that's true. Mm, interesting. <laughs>
But you're going to leave this in? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) To make it sound like you said the most racist thing ever in history earlier in this podcast? (laughs) I mean, that's the issue, is it kind of did sound like I was saying something very racist. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, don't forget that we are your net nannies. Don't. Read the comments. Eat your donuts.